Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences as well as stories from other Australians and a few international guests of learning, working with and using other languages. I'm Beck. And I'm Penny and welcome to another episode of Language Chats. It's great to have you here with us. And Beck, I've been super excited about recording this episode because we are talking about the best gifts to give at Christmas time to a language lover in your life. Oh, such a such a fun and good topic for right about now because at the time of recording, it's almost a month till Christmas. So um, we have hopefully this episode ready for you just in time for you to decide what you're going to get the language lover in your life. Or if you're the language lover who is listening, you can give this episode to whoever it is in your life who you need to get a gift for you. And you can say, listen to this, here are some ideas, go for it. Yes, that's a good idea. (laughs) Oh, shopping made easy. I love it. Exactly. That's it. Um, So tell me, Beck, are you super organized? Do you have a Christmas list ready to go for ideas for yourself or for other people in your family and friends? No, I'm I'm really, really bad at this. I, I must admit, I'm I'm not only very poorly organized when it comes to uh, gift giving, I'm also not great at thinking of gifts for other people either. So it takes me a lot of brainstorming to try and work out what to do before times like Christmas. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a little bit similar actually. We're super lucky in our family though. We have done a Kris Kringle for quite a few years now. Ah, this is a good idea. And I have a couple of very organized family members who whip us into line and get our lists ready and out there. So actually when I was preparing for our episode today, I just had to consult my little list that I already sent to my KK last week and thought, oh, there's a few language-related things on there. So, yeah. But I don't think I'd be super organised if it wasn't for the Kris Kringle setup. Mm. Yeah, the Kris Kringle setup is good as well because then you are buying a few less gifts, not having to find something for absolutely everybody in your family. Um, So, yeah, no, that is a good, good move. But even if you are trying to find lots of gifts for maybe the many language lovers in your life, or maybe you are a language lover who has multiple people who you want to provide with some ideas, then let this conversation be the starting point for maybe perhaps maybe additional ideas to what you might already have in mind. Beck, if if I was going to put you on the spot and ask you, what would be at the top of your language gift request list? <laughs> my, my wish list, my language your wish, wish list. list that's right. <laughs> well, actually, I should probably say just before we do go on, this episode is in no way sponsored by anyone. We are giving you our truthful and honest ideas um, about a bunch of things that we think are potentially good gifts. Um, but please know that there is no, we're getting no free stuff at our end. No we're kickbacks. Just, we're just giving you no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my number one probably gift idea for myself at this point, um, if I just had to say if somebody was like, what do you want for Christmas? The most versatile Christmas gift that you could give me as somebody who enjoys learning languages is italki credits. Ah, oh, yes. I could I can always use them. I can put together I can put them towards 
any of the languages that I would like to do a class in or take a lesson in or have some tutoring in. Um, Very versatile, very easy. They're online, so you don't need to wait for anything to ship. Um, Yep, I should offer credits. Yeah, great. It's probably my number one most versatile Christmas gift. Also on my Christmas wish list as well. I agree. Mm. What a great, a great simple gift for someone to get who's a bit stuck, a bit of a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. It is like the language learning equivalent of a gift voucher. It is. For it the is. for the the language tutoring gift shop. <laughs> and if we're talking more broadly too about digital related mm. language gifts, there are quite a few and like lots and lots and lots of um, digital subscriptions, which I was having a think of, which might be awesome gifts for people as well. I was thinking particularly about a few that that I've come into contact with, um, Native Shark for Japanese learners. Um, Ooh, that's I a haven't heard paid of this. subscription. Yeah. Um, and so you can obviously, you know, do with a, a paid subscription to a, a service like that, which is really awesome. Um, and there's another company called The Cultured Kid, which does um, language lessons aimed at children, and that's a mm-hmm. subscription service as well. Um, and I was also thinking about the Language TV Club too. I, ah, it's, yes. I don't know if they do gift vouchers, but... I was thinking that would be a cool present as well. That's a great that's a great idea actually. I have thought that the language language TV club is a it sounds like a very fun thing to do. Um, but you're right, a really good gift if you could sort of purchase your subscription to that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And um, I guess as well there is also a raft of online courses as well, um, which again, should you have one in mind, perhaps you could give a gentle hint to other people in your life that that is exactly what you would like or that they could contribute towards your learning and education um, and personal interest in a language um, for the next year or so um, through through an online course like that. Yeah, and it might be um, actually online lessons through a language school as well. Um, mm, true. No doubt they are often set up to provide gifts as well gift vouchers and that kind of thing um but yeah digital courses oh wow and there's just so many deals on at the moment (laughs) um that's true so yeah that's a great time to be looking into online online courses and those kind of things Mm. so many back i have to say as well digital gifts this year are a particularly i suppose well practical but also just a really useful option for many people when shipping or like supply chain issues might be impacting people's usual habits with shopping online for Christmas and buying things from overseas perhaps Um, because especially as we know in Australia at the moment it's quite difficult to get things from overseas into into Australia. I'm sure around the world as well people are also feeling the impacts of um, some much larger supply chain delays um, that are meaning that international postage and things like that are all moving a bit slower than we have been used to in the past. So if you're worried about running out of time 
to get something sent, a physical thing sent from one place to another, then digital gifts of any kind um, may be a good option for you. And don't you think we're just we're just a lot more we're open more open to digital digital learning and digital gifts full stop? But we just we're so much more aware about what's out there that definitely you know the world is your oyster. The other thing that is in the digital realm, I would say, um, is also if somebody in again whether it's you or whether you're looking for a gift for somebody in your life who is very interested in languages, um, if you know that they are interested in a particular app, for example, that they like to use as a part of their language learning, then um, their next subscription to that app, if it is paid, um, could also be a great gift. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, apps, of Mm. course. So Mm. many have paid add-ons and subscriptions. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So things like, I'm I'm thinking things like... um, you know, things like Memrise or You Talk, for example, um, yep. which yeah, Lingo quite Dia, a lot there. Close Master, yeah, yep, absolutely. Well, there's heaps, which, isn't there? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's lots out there. So for their either premium or just their paid service, um, yeah, yep, usually their annual. So um, if it is somebody who is interested in using one of those apps and the language that they are learning is on that app, then that might be another good digital gift. Great idea. Um, Beck, I know that you put this question out to the Facebook group as well. We did, the Language Lovers AU community. That's right. I know we got quite a few responses. What was the general theme or take on what people were wishing for for Christmas? (laughs) Well, interestingly, there were quite a number of people who all had the same idea as me. Um, Italki credits were very popular uh, option for Christmas, what they, what's number one on their Christmas wish list um, for this year. Um, we did have one person on the group who I think probably had the wittiest response uh, to this question, which when we asked, what would you like for Christmas? Uh, Prenaello said, fluency. If someone can get me fluency in my target languages, I will be eternally grateful. Um, I think that's Aww. a fair call uh, and that would be a massive, massive gift. <laughs> It would. Imagine. You would be eternally grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, someone give me fluency. Put it in my Christmas stocking. Thank you. <laughs> and come back next year and just top it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kerry also said that she would like an airline ticket and two weeks uh, at a language retreat in Brazil or France. Great that idea. sounds nice, yes. Mm, how nice would that be, especially in this world where we haven't had mm. very much travel for quite some time. Um, and I think actually that's a, an interesting one too because there are lots of experiences as well that you can potentially offer people um, as, as a gift, um, which may include either their language or may include maybe the more cultural aspects of the language of a language that they're learning as well don't you think pen oh completely and actually one of the things that has made it onto my christmas wish list this mm. year is a gift voucher for a a in-person cooking demonstration and cultural kind of immersion for a couple of hours with a an organiza- organization called free to feed which oh, are based yeah, in I know Melbourne. Free to Feed. Yes. Yeah. I've been to one of their events before. Have you? Oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, that's so, a great idea. Lots of different cuisines featured and 
all the cooks who are um, taking the taking the classes, taking the demonstrations, are recent arrivals to Australia. Um, and I think there's lots of vegetarian options too, which I'm vegetarian now. I don't know if I told you, Beck. But, oh, I didn't um, know that. No, there you go. <laughs> Announced on the podcast. <laughs> so I was pleased to see that, you know, if I wanted to do a Syrian or Lebanese or Iraqi or there were so many different types of cuisines that, you know, there were vegetarian options and vegan. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I can attest to the fact that free-to-feed events are, are awesome. We actually gave – one as a gift to um, somebody else and we went along to the event and it was so fun and it was like a um, it was a Syrian cooking class Um, and we learned a lot and it was I mean we learned a lot about the the food and the recipes but also there was a little bit of language involved just especially in the names of dishes and stuff like that so um, again not a full like language experience per se but definitely has elements of it in there as well as just being yeah, a fun cultural experience for sure. Oh, well, I hope my, my KK picks up on that clue and um, gets me that voucher. Sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Are you listening, KK? I hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Beck? Has any like experiences kind of caught your eye that you think might be a great gift? Ooh, um, I think, oh, look, like, it's hard because I would like to hope that at some point in the not too distant future we can do a bit more travel. And I think that if um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that's something that we can do, then um, certainly being able to even just plan for a trip and maybe having some some little things that go towards that um, would be would be enough of a gift, just having the idea in my mind. Maybe Lingo Mama should do gift vouchers for language trips next Christmas. <laughs> Maybe Lingo Mama should. <laughs> Which, speaking of, Lingo Mama, Penny, is organising some, you are organising some, um, well, at least I, certainly one trip um, next year, which is in Australia. And yes. Do you still have places left, Penny? I do. A couple of places only. Couple so places as of... Left. The end of November, a couple of places. So if you are keen on joining me and a great bunch of people traveling to South Central New South Wales, to Wiradjuri country, Mm. we will be learning some Wiradjuri language. We'll be meeting with a great crew of Wiradjuri guys who will be teaching us language and culture and dance and storytelling, staying at a great, you know, accommodation. I think it's going to be really awesome. I actually can't wait. So that's in April next year okay well that sounds to me like potentially a great gift for somebody if they might be interested in that and are interested in language and something that is domestic so if you're within Australia um, meaning that you do not need to go too far on a plane yes that is very true it's all touched we're all touching wood aren't we Beck? I know, never know we are we lots and fingers lots of fingers and toes and toes crossed um now Penny, what else is on your wish list? I, well, it's quite, I was going to say it's quite long. That sounds a bit greedy, (laughs) but (laughs) um, I did have a couple of recipe cookbooks on my wish list, which kind of strays a little bit away from the language-related topic. But my, I love looking at, 
particularly into Asian cuisine. So mm-hmm. um, last year I got um, from Asia with Love, who from Hetty McKinnon, who is a chef who um, focuses on Asian cuisine, um, but a lot of fusion stuff. And, you know, the photography is just beautiful. So one of my requests for this year is um, one of Adam Liao's cookbooks, um, Destination Flavor Japan. Or was it just Destination Flavor? Or oh, I might be getting this wrong. Anyway, Destination Flavor by Adam Liao. Um, because I think he's amazing and also his photography is cool too. And it's just so inspirational to like look at the recipes and think one day I will cook that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Recipe recipe books are inspirational and definitely will if they don't just make you want to eat all of the pages of the book for the beautiful photos, which sometimes I feel a bit that way, um, then they may also just get you interested in, again, the culture and the cuisine. And often these days I find in recipe books they give you a lot more of the backstory, like a lot more of the maybe the history or the interest behind the food. Um, and when you do have ones that are very culturally based, then there's a lot to be learnt from those beautiful pages of a recipe book. But also for those out there who are maybe a little more advanced in their learning too, you might be able to find a recipe book in language, which idea. is also a fun way to potentially blend two interests if you are somebody who likes cooking and is interested in a particular language as well. That's a really great idea. Mm. Um, Beck, something that we haven't talked about yet, which might have should have maybe come under a little digital discussion, mm. but irregular endings, calendars. And printable yes. options. Um, I just and I'm so excited because Danish is a calendar for 2022 now, which is <laughs> so know. exciting. It, it feels a bit self-serving, um, but <laughs> you know, I needed it anyway. So, so not I figured, at all. you know, why not? <laughs> Um, so yes, got, uh, new bilingual calendars for 2022. Um, they are on, on my website, um, irregularendings.com.au. Um, and they're available in seven languages, um, this year. Uh, so French, Spanish, Italian, German, um, Norwegian, Swedish, and Danish. So if you are a learner or, or know a learner of any of those languages, then that might be a fun thing. It's printable, obviously. It's a, it's a digital um, sort of gift, um, but it basically means that you get a, a digital download, um, a PDF, um, which is ready to print either at home or at your local place of printing, whether that be at work maybe, <laughs> um, somewhere else where you have access to a printer or, you know, at a, at a print shop or, you know, somewhere like Officeworks in Australia, for example, where you can go and quite easily print um, in black and white or colour. Um, but it's a nice thing to have on, like I like to keep my calendar. I, we actually have a few calendars up in our place, but I always have one next to my space where I work. And it just means that all of the time I can look at the days of the week and the month and numbers in one of my target languages um, and it's just a nice everyday reminder. Oh, and they're just so visually beautiful as well. So you've done a really great oh, job. I can't believe it's, it's seven languages, Beck. That's amazing. Oh, well, you know, it's nice to have a bit of variety. That's, uh, can mm. I ask what language calendar you have up in your house at the moment? Oh, we, well, we have, we have two. So okay. next to my desk I have – 
French um, and the one we have in our sort of main space in our house is German. Lovely. Mm. Great. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. But, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so they're a bit of a bit of fun and something that's nice and tangible. Once you have printed, so it's like a digital gift, but once you've printed it out, obviously it becomes a thing. But you can write on and scribble over and highlight and write in your target language if you so wish, um, which I know there are some people who have purchased the calendars before who like to make sure that everything on their calendar is in their target language, which is a great way to practice. Um, They're good people, yes. (laughs) They are. They are good and dedicated language learners. (laughs) Um, While we're talking about tangible gifts, Mm. um, we have, well, I guess – Yes, both of us probably have been lucky enough to see a couple of um, people's productions of language games and language cards, mm. flashcards. So there's a couple yes. I'm thinking of in particular. Um, Lillian, who's based in Singapore, who has um, a business called Say What Say What with Friends. She produces a, a great range of. Um, card games in a heap of different languages, Mandarin, Hokkien, Cantonese, Korean, Japanese, Japanese. Yeah, so many. And they're beautiful and really, really well-designed, fun card games, but also great, like not necessarily just for people who are learning. They're ones that are quite fun to share with other people who may not necessarily have uh, awareness of the language that the game is in if that makes sense. They're very much like for beginners. And some really other cute stuff like I know she's got stickers and and maybe some other things like tote bags and T-shirts and things as well. I know she's got quite a range. It's worth worth checking out. Very, very cute. Yes, gorgeous, gorgeous designs and lots of fun language stuff in there. And some flashcards I got recently too um, from Yaren Ellis who is the Wiradjuri teacher that is – um, leading our Wiradjuri workshop on the trip next year and also who we had on the podcast a few months ago. He has produced a couple of um, two different series of um, flashcards for in Wiradjuri language and they're really gorgeous as well. Um, and so, you know, great for kids because it's primarily aimed at what he says as baby talk, so simple mm. words that we might be talking to our kids as they start to learn. Mm-hmm. language any language yeah um, games games are such a fun way to be able to share like I think they're a good way as an entry into a language but also they're a fun way to be able to share the language with other people too in a really like relaxed way um so yeah I love that anything that's that you can touch and feel and move around I'm just mm. thinking of what we've bought in the past but you know some awesome Chinese dominoes for kids um that have just been such a great a great toy for the kids and um even I like those you, you might have had these too back in the past but um characters um that you are tiny little magnets and that you can move around to make different words on oh your fridge. yeah that's um you know it's um, funny I don't think I'd ever seen those before not in Roman characters. So, like, I remember as a kid having those alphabet kind of magnets that go on the fridge that have all of the um, 
you know, they were all in bright different colours and, um, you know, letters and numbers. Um, But I think it was only when I saw your ones that I realised that, of course, they are available in in lots of different scripts. Like, of course they are. Why wouldn't you think of that? Naturally, it makes so much sense. But they're just fun things that you can you can play with, even if you're definitely you know, you're you're learning or you've you're very much at very beginner or just starting out being interested. In yeah, exactly that language. And um, I think again, still still thinking of uh, tangible things. Um, I'm sure that's something that lots of people often think about for their friends who are interested in languages or for themselves are books because I do feel that many many language learners and language lovers have an interest in books that can give them more information but also i think i think many of us like books we've got a oh, deep and- a deep love for for the written oh, the written word um, and books are a great gift yeah books They're are a, a fantastic gift. gift they really are um, and before i go any further on books i think if you've got a local um, bookshop um, either a local language bookshop specifically um, in your area or just even your local bookshop that might just have some books in it that are about language that someone in your life may be interested in. Think about just going and having a browse. Um, you know, it's been a rough year for, well, rough couple of years um, for lots of retail businesses and all kinds of other businesses too. Um, but now is a great time to get out there, have a look around, go browse what's on offer you know, keep it local um, and, you know, you might just find something that somebody in your life will be interested in. Have you got any books that you've received or you've given that you reckon might make a great language book gift? Yes. So I'm thinking of a book that I was given for Christmas last year um, and at the time it was very new. So I can imagine that this may end up being quite a popular book um, mm. for Christmas this year um, and probably has been quite a popular book throughout this year. But it is called The Language Lover's Puzzle Book. Um, it even has Language Lover in the title. It's already going to be perfect oh, for all the people in your life who totally. love languages or for yourself. <laughs> um, so it's called The Language Lover's Puzzle Book. It's by Alex Bellos um, and it is fun. So for people who love languages, um, particularly if you are somebody who also likes like my like puzzles of really any I, well again you should be able to tell this from the title it's called the language lovers puzzle book so I guess I don't really need to explain that but if you love languages if you love puzzles this is the book for you it is like an entire book of language based puzzles and that doesn't mean that they are necessarily this is not like a translation exercise <laughs> um they are a bunch of different puzzles that kind of use the skills that you um, I suppose the skills that you use when you're learning and when you decipher languages and when you're trying to work out what something means. So it kind of uses those structures um, and uses them as the base of a bunch of puzzles that are all language focused. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like amazing. it's not a trivia. It's not a trivia book. No. Um, it is. It's very much just a book of puzzles that happen to be based on language. And like a lot of them are like about patterns and stuff like that. So if you, you know, if if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy in language where you're finding patterns and realizing that things work in a systematic way, but sometimes there are exceptions, (laughs) um, then 
yeah, this is what that book is. And it's, yeah, a lot of fun to kind of make your way through slowly. Oh, interesting. Or fast. I mean, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever you're up to, whatever you're up for. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making my way through it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. Good one. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun. And it also has a beautiful, uh, a beautiful cover that's covered in all different kinds of characters um, and scripts. So, you know, keep an eye out for it. What about you? Have you? No, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head in the book department. Not that I can't think of any good ones, but um, that Gaston Doran book I read last year, or was it the year before now? That's maybe going back to the year before. Um, and I can't even remember which one the, the title was. It's got a lovely oh, cover as well. Babel? Um, or? No. No, Lingo? <laughs> lingo, yes. <laughs> I have both um, of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're both great. Lingo was a great read because um, I like <laughs> short and snappy and the, each chapter is very short so you can kind of get like a yes. a little insight and then put it down and come back to it the next night if that's if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, yes, exactly. So so Lingo was is about the languages of Europe and each chapter is yes, a language of Europe. Um, yes. Yes, and then the subsequent book that comes afterwards is Babel, Babel, ba- actually probably Babel, not Babel. Anyway, you get the you get the gist. Um, yep. And that one is about the most spoken languages in the world. So every chapter is based on a one of those one of those languages. Oh, I need to read that one, don't I? Now that I've mm. yeah, I'll lend it to you, Penny, or oh, somebody thanks, can get it for you for Christmas. <laughs> that is too true. Very good. <laughs> But yeah, both <laughs> both great ideas. They are really they are both exceptionally good books. And probably a, something else, I guess that maybe I don't know whether this is a maybe a gentle warning <laughs> for anybody out there who's buying a gift for somebody else. But I mean, language lovers of the world, tell me what you think. Um, but I would say that like textbooks are not something that's usually on my wish list of books to receive as a gift. Yeah, that's like, funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah me neither. Unless, unless you are you know exactly which one you want. Um, so unless you've been given direction by somebody, like this is the book I want, make sure you, like, please get me this because I would love to use this book to learn, insert language X, um, I would say steer clear perhaps of textbooks because – Textbooks can really vary. Of course, there's all different kinds, um, all different sorts of methods. Um, Not everybody loves them. Like some people really like textbooks and the structure that they offer. Other people, not so much. Um, So they may be a little bit of a tricky grey area in the gift space, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good point, Meg. Mm. It's funny because, yes, that has not made it onto any of my Christmas lists, but maybe because Mm. it feels – it doesn't feel very gifty, I don't know, to me, or very mm. f- fun. <laughs> anyway, if you're interested in, in hearing more what we have to say about <laughs> textbook learning and structured versus non-structured kind of learning, you can listen to episode 56. You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> we talk more about it in there. Oh, yes, wow. Absolutely. Haven't we got a gazillion Christmas ideas? I know, so many. Is there anything else that has busting to be added into this episode before we <laughs> before oh, yeah. we say before we start getting ourselves <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> I know after I've just told the world how bad I am at organizing Christmas presents. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll try not to do it on Christmas Eve this year. Um, I don't know. There's so many, there are lots of, there are lots of things. I mean, there's probably actually, I have one more thing, one more thing to add. Um, and that is that I have seen a new magazine floating around. Actually, there are a couple of magazines. I've seen one new magazine, but there are also a couple of other magazines, um, that I'm like, I would love a subscription to one. Oh, and doesn't that feel like a great Christmas gift as well? A magazine subscription. The gift that keeps on giving. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of great language-based magazines out there. Um, Now, these do tend to be physical copies, so I guess that is probably one thing to keep in mind. They're something that may send um, through, like, the literal post. Um, (laughs) But there is – there's a well-known magazine out there called, uh, again, Babel, Babel um, uh, magazine, which is all about language. So um, that is – that is one that you may keep in mind if you know somebody who would be interested in a subscription to that. There's also a beautiful looking relatively new magazine about language called Gray's Magazine. Um, oh, yes. And, yes. yeah, and I every time I see it, um, I want to get my, my hot little hands on a copy of it. <laughs> I am fairly sure its publication is Europe-based. So um, yes. at the moment it is hard to get stuff from Europe to Australia. Um However, for those who are not based in Australia, that may be something that will interest you or your language-loving friends. Yeah, no, great. It looks mm. just so beautifully done, that magazine. It does. Really gorgeous. It does, yeah. I hope one day I can get an actual copy. Yes, from an actual shop. How fun <laughs> from would an that actual be? shop. That would be so fun. <laughs> oh, well, I hope all of these ideas, um, no, I was going to say crazy, but they're not crazy ideas. They're they're, mm. they're great ideas. <laughs> um, have uh, given you some Christmas present buying inspiration. I've definitely got some more ideas for myself. Mm, me too. I know. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Language Chats. We love having you here and we're really appreciative of you tuning in to listen each fortnight. So thank you very much. Yes, it's been great to have you with us. We wish you the best of luck with your Christmas gift giving and receiving. Um, but enjoy enjoy this period of time because it is a lovely time of year. Um, so we hope that this has been helpful for you. If you would like to stay in touch with uh, with us and what we're doing um, as well as with the podcast, then you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram um, at languagelovers.au. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, languagelovers.au. Um, and if you would like to join our Facebook group, our little community, it is called Language Lovers AU Community on Facebook. We'd love to see you there. Thanks again. See you next time. See you next time.